I don't know what Hanson's doing, but that's fine. Have we officially started? It's going. Oh. <laughs> this becomes B-roll. Yeah. <laughs> Outtakes. All right, everyone. Welcome to the show. I hope you're enjoying a beautiful Friday afternoon or whatever day you're watching this. Because uh, I think the World Wide Web has uh, a good retention policy for videos. What do you think, Brad? Yes. Oh, speaking of Brad, <laughs> just reminds me, I should probably let you guys know, this is not Nicole. Nicole did no. not get a haircut, put glasses on, and um, identify no. as Brad Eriks. But <laughs> it is the one and only Brad Eriks. So everyone, welcome Brad to the show. Hello, everyone. Good to see Brad. you all again. Yeah, and Brad is a... Brad is a great uh, contributor and, and viewer of the show, a fan. He emails me all the time. When is the next show? I wish I could get on it. Uh, you know, he's like a fanboy, and we're so excited that we finally got the restraining order lifted uh, far enough to where he could be in here. We are green screen. We're actually, he's in prison. I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, so Brad's here. No, Welcome, Brad. We've got an awesome show. Uh, Nicole never lets me do open format type shows, and she's, she's not, not here, here, so talking real estate with Brad. All right. What do you think about that, Brad? I think it's great. He thinks it's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how Nicole reacts to this. Nicole reacts. That'll be the next show. That'll yeah. be next week's show. <laughs> Nicole's reaction yeah. show. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move into our, we're still going to keep it our same format. We're going to do five topics. The first topic we're talking about, and feel free, we're gonna be we're gonna be involved in these live comments and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, the first thing we're gonna talk about, number five, is professionalism. Everyone's talking about it. Oh man, uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, when the market gets hot like this, agents seem to just check their professionalism at the door, and they just treat people like crap. Um, they pretty much seem to be too busy to uh, do their jobs. Uh, it's, it's unreal. Uh, it's, people I know, uh, agents that I know of, have been talked down to, uh, given nick, uh, nicknames, uh, sugar, sweetie. It's like, oh my gosh, it's like, you know what, people just be professional, do your job, and you know, do the best job for your client. Exactly. You know what? Any of you realtors that were in the business back in like 2007, this happened back then also. You know, even our local board, we had probably a third of our realtor, where I'm sorry, we went 33% above our highest norm as far as number of members. Uh, So we had 33% more realtors in our marketplace. And it's hard to train that it's hard to train agents to begin with because we're independent contractors mm-hmm. we we can't as a managing broker you can't require anything so really i mean it's it's a weird scenario with with our situation but it works good for realtors um unless we get into a situation like this where we have and we're inundated with a lot more rookie agents and things like that and just it's it's difficult sometimes to be able to train on the level that you need to so Sometimes we have problems now. Yeah, yeah and, and, and kind of leading into a few other things that we're going to be talking about is uh, some of these agents just haven't been trained. They haven't had the leadership. Uh, they haven't had the mentorship. Uh, and it shows. Yeah. 
And then and you then, get, and then I'm sorry. And then you also get a few other agents who have been in this forever and uh, just uh, feel like they can act any way that they want without any repercussions. I mean, agents at this time will remember how they're treated and will remember that when the economy changes and when the shoe's <laughs> on the other foot. Look at Brad saying we're all <laughs> passive aggressive. We're going to remember this when the market oh, yeah. when the market slows <laughs> down and all you rookies get out of the business. We're coming at you passive aggressive style. We're going to be jerks. No, I don't think so. But what can we do? I really said that really loud. Yeah, it was gonna, loud. It's going gonna, it's gonna to break everyone's mm -hmm. speakers. Sorry if uh, we broke your speakers. Remember, that was Brad Eriks that broke your speakers. Okay, so what's something we can do, Brad? I, th I think the only thing is we can set better expectations with our client. You know, when we're talking to our clients right now, if your client thinks in this market, is, whether they're a buyer or a seller, if they think it's going to be a smooth sale, everything's going to be easy and, and a, at a nice, comfortable pace, wrong. As soon as that's, before the sign even is in the ground, you're going to have a bunch of showings. I'll give you one quick example. It's an agent that I've been in the business. In fact, the first company I ever started at, she was at that company, her and her husband, great agents, I love them to death. I, I won't use their name because I didn't ask them, but Rachel's our first name. It was, a, it was a house for sale in, in one of our communities here. It went on the market. It was a great price. Look, pictures looked fantastic. Everything was good. I requested a showing. I couldn't get the time I wanted. It was a little bit, there were some anomalies. Like there was a lot of time grayed out where you couldn't do it. So I just emailed them. I never got a response back. I, I finally, I called them before I was supposed to show the house. And she said, I'm sorry. I got inundated with everything. You know, they had 24 offers on this little house. Um, you know, and if you think about it, okay, I know from a buyer's agent's perspective, you know, you send someone an offer, you, you really should have a safe expectation that you're at least going to get a re response saying, yes, I received mm -hmm. your offer. Yeah. But okay, put yourself in the listing agent's shoes for a second. I'm not, and I'm not condoning, I'm not saying what's right or wrong, but here's what I am saying. First of all, you can control what you tell your client. If you tell your client, oh yeah, we're going to get a response back by the end of the day, you're wrong. I mean, and you set up, so you're being a bad agent, quite frankly. I mean, you're, you're setting expectations that you have no control over and you're wrong because that's not what's happening right now. So if you do that, huh, it's, that's mm -hmm. stupid. You, know, you yep. shouldn't do stupid things, you know? But here's, you know, if you set that expectation that, hey, look, right now it's difficult. This house is priced really well. Our best case scenario, I know the agent's a good, ethical, honest broker. I'm, I'm, I've worked with them in the past. They do a good job. I'm gonna trust that they're doing their job. You know, and that's all you can do. You we we don't control other people. You can't force a seller. Like that's another big thing. Like I, I always argue about it and hate it, but it's a stupid form that we have now that says yes, we presented your offer, and it doesn't get signed by the seller. It just gets signed by the agent. It's so dumb. That's the <laughs> dumbest form I think we've ever created. And I know I know IAR did it. I'm not trying to knock Indiana or nothing like that. It, it was something that was definitely petition for from them, but I think it's stupid. It doesn't solve the problem that they had. Anyway, whatever. So set better expectations, um, but share with that, you know, give the listing agent a little bit of benefit of the doubt. I mean, it's really difficult right now. Think about that. Let's say you get 24 offers on a property. And on top of all the other stuff you really have to do in a day, you might also be showing five different buyers that one house had just popped on the market. You know. You've got to send out multiple offer notifications. You've got to put each different buyer's name on all 24 of those multiple offer notifications. You've got to scan them all. You've got to email them all to the right person. You've got to do all that kind of stuff. So it is a tremendous amount of work and, you know, whatever. 
Consider the other side. Go ahead, Brad. Sorry. I was going to say, um, kind of going back to that whole situation where you know being professional is going to help now and it's going to help you in the future. If you're doing it right now, uh, a year from now, when you have, uh, say, you're on the listing side and you see an offer come in from uh, a, another agent that treated you well, you're going to remember that. And then if then you have another agent that treated you badly, they're going to remember that as well. So yeah. uh, keep in mind, I mean, agents do have a certain amount of influence on which offers the sellers will go with. And if they know that this is an agent I'd love to do business with, I'm confident this is going to, this is going to close, that's going to go a long way. So treat people well, it will come back. Yep. And John's going to have to get another roll of tape ready for this camera because I think we're going to go over this show. <laughs> Time. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Okay, so anyway, we, we beat professionalism into the ground. It needs to be done. Mm -hmm. But here, and here's another thing. If you're an agent, you should never be telling your client that the other agent is not being responsive. The other agent, you should never be blaming the other agent for anything. Um, you know, and, and quite frankly, if, if I don't get a response, usually within 24 hours on something legitimate, never just mm -hmm. nonsense, uh, but something legitimate, if I, if I so choose to, then I will go, I will escalate it to the management level. You should never sit and wait forever, and you should, but you should never also, you should never lose your professionalism, lose your temper over another agent without at least getting their managing broker involved or something like that. Working it out, you know, before it becomes a problem. Your clients deserve it. Absolutely. And getting in fights with other agents is, is never beneficial. Mm. Never. Okay, number quattro, realtors. Here's the thing, everyone, I hear this all the time. Real, real estate agents aren't gonna be in business in the next 10 years. I've heard that since I got started in the business in 2000. And you're still here? I'm still here, 20 years later. It's crazy, wow. it was really 2001. Oh, still okay. 20 years, but you know, anyway. So what do you think, Brad? Are we gonna have a job? I you know, they, you have, you have uh, you know, travel agents, they're kind of, uh, there's fewer of oh, those. Now, now he uses my notes. <laughs> I got nothing else. Go ahead, Brad. And next time you gotta cover them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, travel agents, there's fewer of those. Because um, you get uh, somewhat simpler things uh, that you can just buy online. Uh, a lot of the physical things like shoes, whatever. Um, but house, way more involved. I mean, you're, you're, there's a lot of knowledge. Okay, the neighborhood, construction, um, overall condition of the home. Uh, you know, there's, there's so much more to it. It's like, okay, what is the current market? Uh, I find it very hard to believe that agents are going to go the way of the dodo anytime soon. It's, they're, they're just way too, way too valuable. I mean, it, 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 everything can't go just online, I mean, unless it's like way out in the future. I mean, technology would need to change significantly in order for that to happen. Well, and I don't think, and I've said this, I, I've been very adamant for years that I, I believe the value of a real estate agent in a transaction is to, we are not emotionally attached to the transaction. We are there to be a guide, to be a consultant, to help our client navigate those waters of the transaction. And our clients are emotionally involved. You know, mm -hmm. their children may have had little hash marks on the on the threshold on the door. You know, you know, they, they could have been there for, you know, I have a client right now, we we're putting the house in the market yesterday. She was in that house for 49 years. How cool is that? Oh wow. That's pretty cool. You know, all the memories that they have, okay. I don't have that same sentimental attachment to that. Mm -mm. I remember my mom, when I, we, we sold the house, my mom, she was sentimentally attached to the, the stove, you know, oh, and wow. I couldn't get it. But my grandfather bought her that stove. My grandfather had then mm -hmm. since passed and things like that. 
And I get it now because I, I see it all the time with other, with other sellers and stuff. I, I didn't appreciate it, but I was like 20, so what the mm -hmm. heck did I know? But anyway, so. That's sweet. Do I think any time of the, do, do I think we're gonna be out of business anytime soon? Absolutely not. You know, as long as we need to maintain licensure, so if you're competing and want realtors out of the business, that's what I would work on, <laughs> getting rid of a, a license to sell real estate. Um, but there's, there's a reason why there's a license to sell real estate. You know, there's, there, you have to know some certain things. You gotta, there's certain steps involved and you gotta be on top of certain things. So anyway, do I think we're gonna be out of the business anytime soon? Absolutely not. Um, I think if we figure out a couple of things, if we listen to the consumer a little bit more, I think it'll be even better and we can really cement ourselves in this trend or in this business forever. So we're gonna move on to number three, financing. What about financing right now, Brad? What are we, what are we noticing about financing right now? We're talking real estate, talking <laughs> about financing with Brad. Let's go, what do we got? Uh, I will tell you uh, lenders and appraisers, they are getting slammed. Uh, they are spending a lot of time working with people who either may or may not be qualified to get uh, loans. Everybody seems to be looking to want to do it with very limited inventory, obviously. It's, it's been a bit of a challenge. Uh, rates, luckily, are still staying a little low, uh, but it's, you know, there's, they've got new methods coming out, uh, appraisals. Uh, they're holding the line, at least my, based on my experience, pretty well. I see a lot of people coming up with uh, money to bridge those gaps. They got more skin in the game. Yeah, we are seeing a lot more cash transactions now in, mm -hmm. in ra price ranges that it was not typical to see cash transactions. Yeah, cash so, is king nowadays. Yeah, Big well, not, it doesn't really help though, like as far as mm -hmm. most sellers aren't taking a huge, I mean, if, if it's a cash transaction with an inspection and appraisal, mm -hmm. most of my sellers couldn't care any less. You know, it's, right. not like, it's not like you're going to closing and walking out of there with a wheelbarrow full of hundreds. No. You know, it's, it's not happening. No. But you I, get I, one check no matter what the buyer pays with. I, tell you, I, I, was, I was representing one seller and we had 14 offers and once you start getting the offers that high and if it's cash then you don't have to worry about appraisal as if they you know they're not selecting appraisal so hey they, they those will get priority typically and it's almost a benefit to the neighborhood too because it's yeah. like hey you just elevated you just delivered a solid comp for everyone else in the neighborhood so that's that's really cool so mm -hmm. so that is one benefit you know but i i remember like you know like a hundred thousand dollar house and an, uh, like if let's say hypothetically the seller was willing to take ninety five thousand, mm -hmm. but then a cash offer came in at ninety, they might mm -hmm. take it. Yeah. But nowadays it's like you know, mm -hmm. a cash offer maybe we take it at full price. But, right. You know, you got forty offers over full price. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. Um, we're going to talk about new stuff at our number one thing. So we're going to leave the rest of that one alone. So we're going to go into numero. What's two? Knee, I think that's how you say it in Japanese. Uh, knee. Someone, someone I'll posted that comment. For it. Each knee. Mm. Yeah, I think it's knee. Yeah. Sure. Uh, anyway, I'll take your word for it. Here's you're a the, big the one. Here, here's a big one that. Expect uh, Deutsch. Oh, I also speak Bless German. You. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So also, uh, here's a weird one, and this is one that we we debated on not even bringing up or anything like that because I think a lot of consumers don't know this, mm -hmm. uh, and we're more of a really, we're a show kind of talking to real estate agents, mm -hmm. but here's the thing. If you're putting your house up for sale with a brokerage, you need to know when you're gonna be on the actual market, and if how long are you gonna be exposed to just their internal company listing? You know, because there are some companies now that are, I call it sandbagging properties for sale, 
And they're, and they're doing it in a way to give their company agents more opportunity at these mm -hmm. houses before everyone else does. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great, but I can tell you right now, in my opinion, that is never in the seller's best interest. So if I were a seller and, you know, because I see people, here's the weird thing, I see it on social media all the time. I, I sold this house before it even went on the open market. If I were a seller, do you know how irate I would be? It's like, so, so you tricked me into accepting an offer from some random person that was at your company, but I didn't get exposed to the open market? I mean, that's where you get, that's why people use real estate agents mm -hmm. is because they get exposed to this larger retail market. And it's like, so who's to say that that one agent in your company had the best offer? Yeah, you know, yeah. Ag agents, their job, uh, listing agents, they should be marketing the heck out of these homes. Uh, the internet can, intranet can definitely be part of that. But yeah. uh, if you don't give the home a chance, especially in this market, to get out in the MLS and get that extra competition, you may be doing your uh, a client a disservice. Yeah, there are secret groups of like higher producing agents that are banding together and they're letting themselves know about all these deals first. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of getting a little scary and that's how they're trying to fight professionalism. But in my opinion, that's not being professional. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that's a tough one. So, you know, if you're a consumer out there and if you're an agent, look at it from an integrity standpoint. Is that you, first of all, you have a fiduciary responsibility to your client. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say that word without sounding like, like <laughs> slurring. You got a fiduciary responsibility, Brad. <laughs> okay, I'm just Harry. telling you. Is that, is that Harry care? Yeah, all Harry right, care. all right. Listen, the company's got a fiduciary responsibility. Oh, no. To hold stuff. Oh, that no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hanson is going to hate this show. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. She's, yeah. <laughs> I can only do fun stuff like this when Nicole's not on the show because uh, she reminds me all the time her name's on the show first. Yes. So. We miss you, Nicole. Anyway, company intranets, um, just ask your agent. Just yep. ask your agent. But I wouldn't accept an offer before I'm exposed to the open market. No. no. I would never do that. Nope. Um, and if an agent suggested I do that, I would suggest that they, that they uh, call their uh, managing broker. Unless it's an amazing offer. I mean, it would, it would have to be But great. how would you know if you have nothing to compare it to? Yeah, you true. know, think about it. If I had a company internet mm -hmm. and, and I, I could just tell all my agents, hey, this house is asking 350, mm -hmm. everyone go in there and offer 340, one offer will offer 349. No. True. I, I'm, I'm not saying that I've never heard that that would happen and I don't think any of the companies that in our marketplace with company internets would ever do something like that. I think that's pretty mm -hmm. dirty, um, but you would never know. No, nope, and that's that's, true. that's something. So anyway, let's move past that one. As I piss off half the <laughs> brokerages in the county, uh, that's fine. Anyway, number one, we're going to spend a little time talking about what what should the future of real estate look like in the brilliant um, Brad Erickson's mind and the subpar Craig Friendling's opinion. Oh, whatever. Um, some of the some of the advances that are coming up. I mean, I hear there's some really cool stuff coming out with drones. <laughs> oh, I take, hear that take, too. <laughs> take, take, take it. I mean, obviously, a lot of people are using drones on the outside of the homes for for marketing purposes. That's great. Um, I know there's already talk of like automated drones where they can actually go around the inside of the house, take 3D photos and video. That sounds pretty uh, pretty impressive. Kind of give people a really good idea of what the what the home uh, feel is like. Well, I think it updates our model. Like if you look at it just from the listing agent, well, first of all, like a big company like Zillow, right? Mm -hmm. Zillow put all the information out there for, in a consumer platform mm -hmm. on, on their website with all the photos that realtors do and, and photographers and all that kind of stuff and put it on one website for the consumer. 
whether you're looking for a house in multiple states or whatever, mm -hmm. you can go in there and look at it. You can see in a very uniform manner what the price is, what all this stuff is. You know, and I think the problem with real estate 10 years ago is everyone had these proprietary smaller MLSs and no one was sharing mm -hmm. information uh, across MLSs. So I think, but here's the problem. I think the consumer wanted that. And that's how Zillow was, you know, it was a brilliant idea and it was executed correctly. And it's like, mm -hmm. and I think that's what, and some agents don't like that. But remember, we get paid commissions for selling and buying property. We never got money for marketing or anything like that. So I don't, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's such a, a, a bad thing or, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, so I think it's interesting. So, but here's the thing, like a real estate agent, we have no photography training usually. We have no expertise in measuring rooms. We have no expertise in any of these things. But yet, as a listing agent, that's kind of what you do. You go out to the house, you measure a bunch of rooms, you take pictures, you do the best you can when you're there for maybe an hour. But you have no special knowledge on that property. You don't know anything else. You know, you don't know. We don't know anything about the property. If if we could just get a full, or, or like what I was saying before, like okay, so now on big MLSs nationwide like Realtor.com, Zillow, mm -hmm. um, you know, any of the big franchise websites too, Remax and, and Keller Williams, like all those, all those franchises have big websites that display all that data and stuff like that. But what if you could kick it up a notch and every one of yours would have a virtual tour? Or every, I mean, that would, that's mm -hmm. an updated model that is better than just seeing a bunch of still photos. Like we're still going through a book of photos, like we're looking through some old menu or something like that, mm -hmm. and it's like, and, and photos are largely doctored nowadays, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, everyone's like, oh, these, this does not look anything like the photos. Like, how many, how many times do you hear that, Brad? Oh, a lot. And how many times have you uh, taken a client out to go show a home where the photos look great, and then the feedback that you end up giving them is, uh, client didn't like the layout? <laughs> That's we, my could, we could thank someone <laughs> for that. Well, someone forgets, and, and, and you know. And typically, it's pretty accurate, but I think uh, it becomes more popular after every show that's aired where it's mentioned. <laughs> well, you know, what am I going to say? I, I actually had to give agent feedback one uh, last week on a, a showing that I did. The bedrooms were too small. Well, I hate feedback like that because the the bedroom sizes are listed in the MLS, you know, but I didn't run it. I didn't ask my client, did you look at all the bedroom sizes? So when they did that, I, I, I was like, oh man, now I gotta give feedback I hate to give. And I did yeah. not give my, uh, you know, did not like layout feedback. Did not like layout is good because usually you never get a response back from that. If I say, uh, the buyer really wanted something with a basement, most of the time I'm gonna get an email back from the agent politely calling me an idiot saying, oh, why did you buy? I double checked the MLS and it clearly was stated it did not have a basement from when I put it in. Yeah. Why did you show it if your buyer wanted a basement? which is a polite way of saying, hey, idiot, don't waste my time <laughs> and my seller's time. That, that's someone using professionalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need to go back and reread number five. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, so anyway, so yeah, that's, that's interesting, you know. And even agents, do we really need to accompany the buyer? I mean, are, mm -hmm. do we need to be, what if in the future, why do we, why do we go on showings and stuff like that? It's, I, I tell you what, I mean, there, there are clients out there who truly know nothing about homes. It's like they don't know the difference between wood windows, vinyl windows. They don't know if the wood floor is installed in the right direction or not based on the floor joists. They don't know if that little spot in the ceiling could be Wait, you have to install it based on the floor joists? <clears throat> yes. All right. Well, we're learning something new. John, we're going to crop that part out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, John's not even. John doesn't. Even, it, there is no John. I mean, it's I when I'm walking through a home with one of my buyers, I'm I'm busy spending time pointing things out that could be a problem. And if they're just going by photos and they see they see this little discoloration or they don't even see it at all. Uh, if they have an agent there to point it out, it's like, oh, maybe you could be uh, helping them avoid buying a money pit. Well, I'll be honest, Brad, I typically don't. I mean, if, if I see something big that I know my client didn't see, I'll point it out to them, of mm -hmm. course. But on a lot, of, a lot of other stuff, I typically don't, only because I want the home inspection to do that. I don't mm -hmm. want that to become a known defect, you mm -hmm. know, and not that it instantly becomes one, you know, but I don't want that scenario. So I usually will, uh, I usually wait. Usually okay. You just sit back and, and wait, because here's the thing. Anything can be corrected in a house, mm -hmm. pretty much, for the most part. I mean, if I went down there and there was like a, a super huge hole in the foundation that went to, I don't know, whatever's under, well, we live mm -hmm. on a flat earth, right? So whatever's under the earth. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, so anyway, let's move on, because I, I really painted myself in a corner in that one. Um, <laughs> What else? I think, you know what I think would be cool? I think if companies bought the house, mm. right? Because here's the thing. I think the mortgage process takes way too long. Why, why does it take 30 to 45 days? You know, there's a lot of stuff. But really, if you do the research, it's so, it gives the mortgage company enough time to do all the due diligence to make sure that they can resell that mortgage on the mm -hmm. secondary mortgage market, which is what's called a conforming loan versus a non-conforming loan. So, and most mortgage companies will do conforming loans. So if they need to, they can resell those assets. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why the buyer doesn't have to re-go through all that process again. So I, I don't know. I think in the future, a company would just, someone wants to sell their house, that real estate company will then buy that house. Then they remodel it. They do whatever they need mm -hmm. to do. Then they put whatever charge on there and then they resell it. I think, and here's another thing. If a company like banks, for instance, if a bank's going to lend their own money, and they don't care if it's a conforming loan, if they're gonna portfolio in or something, they really don't need that much time. I mean, I think an appraisal is still a safe thing. I think we should always have a third party like appraisers. I think as much as we always hate when an appraiser kills a deal, which it really wasn't. I mean, mm -hmm. if, well, here's another thing that's, I don't wanna get into it. We could do a whole show on appraisals again. <laughs> but, um, and here's the weird thing about appraisals. You have 10 different appraisers go out and appraise one property. With, and not give them anything. Just say, hey, appraise the value of this house. You will get 10 different numbers. Mm -hmm. And I would guess seven or eight of them are gonna be very close, but you're gonna have an outlier on both sides. You're gonna have one that's really super high and you're gonna have one that's really super low. You know, And it's really weird to know which one's really right. I yeah. mean, but you know, I guess whichever one gets the deal done is mm -hmm. the right one. So, so anyway, but I think if, if we move to a company, if we move to a situation where a company buys the house and they loan their own funds to then sell the house to a buyer, it could happen, you know, you could yeah. move in tomorrow. Yeah, title work is really- Well, if you own the on. property and oh, you yeah. haven't done anything to it, mm -hmm. you haven't, you know, you haven't established any, you haven't gotten any new liens or anything like that, mm -hmm. you, you, might, you might be okay with not doing, or keeping title open. Right. And then just make, and just doing a quick update. There you go. Uh, and that doesn't take a title company long. Mm -hmm. If you put a rush on a title order, usually you're, you're talking four or five days, mm -hmm. three days, you yeah. know? So, what else? I think that's it. Yeah. Agents on showings? Yeah. Are we going to be there? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I, don't, I, th I think we have too much. I think as agents, we have too much knowledge and experience to offer where, uh, you know, w we have a value add to provide. And uh, I, think with, I think with our knowledge of the neighborhoods, the, the you know, the, oh, the really? pricing. What, what the, can you tell yeah. them about the neighborhoods, Brad? Which one? Any neighborhood. Pick a neighborhood. What can you tell them? <laughs> 
You uh, can't go over demographics. No, you can't. We, we don't even like to say what schools because mm -hmm. school boundaries change, change frequently. That's true. Especially elementary school. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what crime, we don't know crime statistics nope. usually without going. So what do you tell I, people? I, I'll, I'll tell people. Like, I love driving through this neighborhood. I have a lot of people looking to buy and sell in this neighborhood. And then there are other neighborhoods where it's like, I have very little um, demand from people looking to buy or sell in this neighborhood. Oh, it sounds so risky. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how I play that. <laughs> Wouldn't be a good show if I didn't argue one fact <laughs> at least. So I chose the last one to pick on Brad about. Thank you so much. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think. What do you guys think? You guys, what do you guys think the future of real estate looks like? What What are the worst inefficiencies in our business, and how could they be corrected? Put it in the comments. Do Let that. us know. Company internets, intranets. What do you mm -hmm. think about that? Financing, realtors and professionalism, which I think is probably gonna be the, the hot point of uh, this particular video. Yeah, and I think professionalism, everyone should do this. Give the other agent the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Understand that it might be crazy busy on their side too. Their clients are pressuring them just as much as your clients are pressuring you. Give the agent the benefit of the doubt. Yep. Yep. And if they don't respond within so many, so many hours, days, Escalate to management. If it's that important, escalate to their managing broker. Yeah. Before you call and yell at another agent, you should escalate to their managing broker. I, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to all my other managing brokers out there that don't want to receive a dozen more phone calls a day, but. Typically before that, that point, usually there's a text or a call saying, hey, are you okay? Is there something wrong? I mean, it, it's usually go with the concern because technically that may be the case. So uh, give them the benefit of the doubt. And plus we're still in a pandemic. So yeah. uh, some people could be in the hospital or mm -hmm. something, you know, never know. Everyone's got family, friends, yeah. their own lives. So yeah. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys for watching. Thanks for putting up with us. Sorry you had to look at Brad and I instead of Nicole, yeah. but that's okay. That's what you get. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's Brad's, that's Brad's, that's Brad's mantra. That's my motto. Thank Amada. you so much, everybody. Thank you, thank you. So uh, that's it. Thank you.